Podtackler, the unofficial Haley Universe podcast presents episode 849, All But Starting From Scratch, recorded live on February 2nd, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we've got a lot to talk about. Some juicy unofficial news that has been a major discussion point. An ongoing yeah. saga over the last couple of weeks. I think most people have probably seen the news, in case you haven't. Uh, we'll be getting into a lot of that a little bit later. But as we normally do, we've got our first little Pottacular community recap, which uh, there's not a lot to talk about because uh, <laughs> GT's audio, or not audio, internet was uh, sabotaged last week. By me. What'd you do? I was trying to fix the connection error I was having with Infinite. Oh. It got to the point where I couldn't launch multiplayer, period. Oh, gosh. I couldn't... Uh, uh, on the PC, I couldn't even I couldn't even play online. The only thing I play is campaign. It would That's connect odd. good enough to verify my license, and that was it. Okay. So I followed Microsoft's instructions, and I had to do a hard reset on my router. That's never fun because internet just went. That Yikes. was at about that was at about seven thirty. <laughs> When that happened, um, needless to say, due to other network infrastructures in my house, uh, it took a while to set that all back up. Matter of fact, I didn't actually get my Plex server running back up and going until Sunday. Yikes. Yeah. Well, you weren't the only failure on Friday because when I, I haven't gotten my new computer set up as far as NDI streaming game, party audio, all that over to yeah. my streaming PC. So, didn't end up streaming. We did play on Friday. There was about six or seven of us that did play on Friday. But I did stop by Bobby's and Pin's stream for a little bit. Yep. And we I got, made fun of Bobby and then left. <laughs> we got a lot of big team going. Lots of pretty good games as well. But yeah, my whole stream setup uh, is at least one step closer now. Uh, turns out I just needed to open OBS for the firewall, which I haven't even looked at it, so thankfully that was the quick fix, and it does go over there now, so I can actually well, stream <laughs> again. I just need to get a few more things properly set up, but that was a little faux pas on my part as well. So we just kind of had a an off-stream night, more or less. But we'll be back again tomorrow doing more Halo Infinite. If you want to join up? And I can play Infinite! Yes! Thank goodness. But yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow playing. I will most likely be there. I don't see any reason why I won't be there tomorrow night, so I should be there the entire night for game night. GT will cool. be back. So yeah, should be a fun time. Come on and join us. Microsoft breaks my again. Well, there's also that possibility too. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's just, yeah. 
just out of curiosity, I want to check something here real quick. Let's He's going to break his internet again, folks. Here, here no, it goes. I am not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not breaking my internet. Sure. Okay. It says right now that I am blocked for multiplayer. You're Let's blocked. check it again. Yeah. If you go into your settings and gaming, you go down to Xbox networking. It'll tell you if your NAT's open, moderate, closed. Mm-hmm. You just okay, say, well, now, now, now I'm to a moderate NAT, so it, it actually connected to the Torello. Okay. But I'm still blocked from multiplayer. I, I'm pushing the fix it button. What's, what's the fix it button? Does it literally I say fix it? it? It really says fix it. Oh. <laughs> and I'm still blocked. Thanks. Is this just on your computer? Or is this mm-hmm. console on? Okay. So console probably works. Probably. Hate to say it, but support ticket? No, I think it's wipe hard drive, start over. Uh, if you want to go to the extreme, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I need to. I've got other bugs that are <laughs> like it. Well, I've talked about this before, but if I, uh, in an Explorer window, if I right click on a folder, Explorer crashes. <laughs> Yeah, you really got some things you need to fix. Thanks, Microsoft. I appreciate the updates that you make me install. You're still on Windows 10? Yeah. I'll be on Windows 10 until they make me go to Windows 11. I don't think they'll ever make you. It's just the fact that they won't be releasing patches anymore. Like I said, make me. I I currently own... Well, I take that back. I have two computers that are spec to be able to run 11 my laptop and my wife's laptop. That's it. My desktop is not spec to run 11. So thankfully I don't keep getting the pop-up. <laughs> you want to install 11 now? Yeah. My, my new PC, I just went ahead and did 11 on it, I, <laughs> but my two older ones, they can't do 11. So they're just going to stay on 10 until they retire. Yeah. I've actually been contemplating doing a motherboard and CPU change again because of infinite because infinite hits my CPU really hard. <clears throat> I mean, I can still stream while playing infinite, but I have to really, sh- I have to shut down a lot of stuff to be able to do that. Uh, I've got to shut down a, a lot of background processes and things or background apps in order to be able to do it and still hold a stable frame rate. Interesting. Which is odd when you're talking about a 12 core Ryzen chip. Okay. I actually <laughs> might be able to get away with just updating, upgrading to a, uh, a higher core count CPU. You mean I just have for to look 11 or just, you mean for no, for just for my desktop. Oh, okay. Like Got I said, I, I won't, I will not even consider 11. Until it is necessary. Gotcha. Well, by the time 12 might be out. Who knows? I mean, I still have Windows 7 systems. Oh, I I even have a, I have a, I even have a Windows XP virtual system just for fun. (laughs) I've got, do I have a virtual XP? I might have a virtual XP. Don't remember. I had to go look at my virtual box inventory. It's just nice to kind of go back every once in a while and realize how, Blissful thing challenging it was. <laughs> Driver update. Next, 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 oh, next, yeah. next, next, next. Okay, next. 
So many prompts. Yeah. No, I don't want that. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, let's move on to our topic of discussion. Our main topic of discussion. We got quite a few things. We have a Bloomberg article by Jason Schreer that got posted a couple of days ago on the 31st. Um, that has a lot more details about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of what's going on. Uh, some of the info comes from their own kind of cross-referencing. Some of the info comes from 343 folks who have kind of gone to them anonymously with things. Some other folks that are just intimately familiar with game development. Um, and Jason Schreer is, a, is an industry veteran. I know this because when I challenged him on a tweet that he posted one time, the rest of the Halo community kind of got on my butt about questioning him. So I know now not to do that. Um, so sorry, Jason, if for some reason you're listening to this, I uh, didn't mean to challenge your <laughs> journalistic integrity. Just didn't know who you were at the time. <laughs> but a lot of this stuff seems to be uh, corroborated with a lot of former devs, um, a lot of fo- other folks who are, familiar with the studio and the inner workings of it. So while this isn't official news, a lot of folks are taking this for probably pretty close to what's actually going on. First thing that I'll preface this with is Kiki Wolfkill and Frank O'Connor are no longer directly working for Halo. They're now in Xbox positions. This does come directly from their updated LinkedIn profiles, so neither of them are working directly at the studio anymore. Um, so it, it seems like a lot of the older leadership at 343 is pretty much gone now, which kind of has led to the whole idea that 343 has gone under a massive reorganization and has caused a lot of probably self-inflection in the studio, the direction that it's going. We've seen a lot of interviews with Phil Spencer, Um, Him commenting on the state of Halo and 343 uh, and what's going on behind the scenes. And for the time being, 343 is still the curator and the maintainer of the Halo franchise. And that is there to stay. 343's got it. It's not getting sub-chopped out to other studios or developers. Obviously, 343 has worked with other studios in the past, so there's relationships there but by and large 343 is still the leading developer when it comes to at least the mainline halo titles and yes to your point fuchs not every journalism article is going to be hit on the nose especially when it's coming from not official sources but this one yeah basically take this with a grain of salt yeah let's just dump into the rest of it up to this point, from what Bloomberg is tracking with their own list that they track of who works at certain studios, at least 95 people have been let go of their jobs at 343. Oh, a lot of contractors and top directors uh, and those contractors getting just a few days notice before they got the boot. I think for a lot of these high-tech layoffs that we've seen so far, there's been severance packages offered. Contractors obviously don't get those, so there's quite a few folks that were working on Halo that basically got the boot and were left out hung dry, which kind of sucks. We've already talked about the whole layoff stuff. We won't go into that. Uh, Cuts, we've already talked about before. It seemed like a lot of the campaign, art, story were heavily impacted. This article seems to continue that narrative. 
there's a lot of info about internally with 343 still working on Halo, even though there's outsourcing to partners. The Halo franchise is still in the hold of 343. One of the big things that came up with this article is the possibility of moving to a different technology stack for their games. Uh, apparently, inside of the studio, there were two houses of, or, or two factions, or kind of, there was a divi- division in the studio, which it's okay to have differences when you're working together in a team. It's, it's not very good to have division, and that is usually a sign of bad leadership, <laughs> which kind of, to your point a few times you've made over the last few podcasts, GT, probably was an issue with this. But there was a camp of kind of carrying on the legacy with the engine, which is now Slipspace, versus going over to something like Unreal. Folks that are familiar with the developments uh, seem to indicate that uh, the pivot to Unreal is the path that was chosen, hence some of the layoffs that have taken place. This also goes to point in the direction of Tatanka, which people have brought up time and time again as the Battle Royale mock-up that was worked on by Certain Affinity. Um, folks that are closely intimate with the studio workings are now have suggested that this Tatanka project is going to go out and become its own individual Halo title beyond just Battle Royale on the Unreal Engine. Again, we don't have any confirmation of that. That just seems to be from what these folks have reported to possibly the direction of where Halo's going. They're still working at on the internal email that Pierre Hintz sent out. They are looking to continue the support for Halo Infinite with a robust live offering and the Forge level creation, which I think that's what everyone's been clamoring for. So that's good that they're focused on that direction of supporting the title that's currently out there while taking a look at the future plans. And the article says basically doing a all but starting from scratch in the studios, kind of hitting the reset button uh, for the future of Halo. Uh, and they also he also mentions bringing Halo to more players through more platforms than ever before. Uh, a lot of folks have meant, have interpreted this as with some of the recent partnerships with Nintendo and Microsoft, does that mean that something like the MCC could come to the Switch? Or do they entertain the idea of bringing it to the PlayStation? And then you have all that uh, additional audience to bring into the Microsoft fan base. Yeah, so I think I hit on most of the points there. GT, I don't know how much you've been into this, but what are, what are your thoughts? First thing I would like to talk to the community about is quit being so damn happy the people that made 343 have been moved. I'm not doubting that they made some poor decisions, but we as a community have no idea what influenced those decisions. There are decisions that were made that probably weren't made at Bonnie Ross's level. I'm pretty sure they were probably made above her head. So just keep that in mind. These are good people. I have no problem with what they've done with Halo. That being said, the move to Unreal Engine, I think, is going to be, for me, a detriment. It won't be Halo. It'll look like Halo. It'll sound like Halo. It won't be Halo. 
the physics won't be right, and no amount of tuning is going to allow them to get the same physics. It just, it's not going to happen. I've played games on Unreal, and they don't work anything like Halo. Honestly, to the point where it distracts from, in my opinion, it distracts from the enjoyment of the game. Now, it does. By all means, am I an expert at Unreal Engine? No. <laughs> Have I played hundreds of games on Unreal? No. I've only played a few. But the games I have played, one of them happened to be a community version of Halo. And it looked like Halo. It sounded like Halo. But it didn't feel like Halo. And it's no... It's not, I'm not getting down on them. Right. They're doing an awesome job with it. But you have to look at the tools that you're given. Would it make it easier for 343 to develop the next Halo game? Un- undoubtedly. <laughs> because every an industry just, standard. I, I'm sure every <laughs> yeah. game developer out there knows Unreal Engine. Either Unreal or Unity. Those are the two big ones. One said they're mainly talking about Unreal. Right. Um, but yeah, same with Unity. I, I can't say that I've played any games on Unity, on the Unity engine. I may have and just not noticed or not cared. The fact that's just the fact of the matter is, I just don't think it'll feel like Halo anymore. And at that point, I don't know that I'll continue buying the Halo games, at least playing the multiplayer part of it. I may still buy them for the campaign side, but it, like I said, the next big release, I might actually wait until after it's released and see what people think of it before I buy it. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. And like, it's like not because before. of 343. Just to reiterate, it's not because of 343 and Halo Infinite or Halo 4 or MCC. It's about the change to a different engine. Yep. And as far as people calling the Slipspace engine Blam, yeah, it does have some Blam basics in it. But it's a pretty big overhaul of that engine. So to call it something that was that you know left over from the early 2000s, no. I don't know what went into developing the engine that runs Infinite. I am not a game developer. I don't have access to the code. I wasn't the one working on it. But just looking at what they've done with the gameplay that we have, Forge, Script Brains, it's not CE, the CE Blam engine anymore. So there are, there are bits and pieces that are in there that are from the original code. Yeah. All the I, way I, back. I know there is. That's the only way you're going to be able to get the physics right. There's, there's if they, chunks if they, that they, have been if Space was a totally brand new engine, you know, completely wrote from scratch, I It'd don't think nuances. it would feel like Halo. And that's been one of the arguments from folks is if it's not going to be based on the blame engine, it's not going to feel like Halo. And yeah. I think there's definitely some validity to that. That's one of my worries as well is you go to a different game engine, it behaves differently. 
it's it, it's different. It's it's just different. So you're not going to well, get- you know how it relates. You know, two things in the same space is different. How it processes it. Yep, and that's how you get some of those wacky moments in Halo that everyone raves about. That if ghost, you like that random Blitz, ghost, you can splatter. pretty much say goodbye to his videos. Right. I will. I will almost bet money on that. Because he won't be able to pull that stuff off. Right. It just won't work. Yep. No, he'll probably find something new. All the all the broken stuff will magically not be broken anymore because yeah. of And then we'll find new broken parts. And they may or may not be better or worse than what we've already got. Anyway, what 343 and Microsoft need to do is they need to put together a staff. Keep that staff to get them trained on using the engine they want to use and build games. To give some background as well, which, assuming what the article is saying is true, Peter Hintz has been with the studio for at least five years at this point, primarily working on legacy titles of Halo. So he's familiar with the issues or the challenges with the previous engine. So now as him as the studio head making this decision between the old engine and the new engine may be accurate because they brought in, it was, it was unreal. That's the new joining UI and MCC, right? I believe that's unreal. Yes. And maybe with the success that they've had there and all the additions that they've had, maybe they've realized that they can bring in other industry veterans that have worked on unity that, that opens up your talent pool a lot. Well, Unreal, sorry. Unreal, well, I, not I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that converting to another engine is bad. Yeah, it, it makes it a lot easier to find help. You know, you know, I can relate to that. The operating system that we use at my work is antiquated. It literally is older than the Blam engine. <laughs> I am not joking. It is so freaking buggy. It it costs me two hours a day in work because of how stupid it is. <laughs> Sounds like someone needs to code a new piece of software. They do. They're using an antiquated operating or OS. No, an antiquated language for their application. I don't know if you, well, I'm not going to get into it on here, but. Mainframes? (laughs) Not that old? No, the actual language that the the software uses. Oh, okay. You know, like C++ or HTML, whatever. basic. Yeah. It's just the language the program is written in, nobody knows. Oh. Fortran. (laughs) So whenever they hire someone for tech support, they have to teach them this language so that they can understand how to diagnose problems and fix them or make changes. I, I, will, I will bet that this, the platform that they use has not been upgraded in at least 20 years. Well, we got a similar situation hey. here. <laughs> Fixing old stuff versus just wiping the slate and starting new. So then that's, but yeah, that's a big it's argument. the point. The point I'm saying is, yes, it would make developing Halo so much easier. 
Because you pretty much hire anybody and put them at a desk and they can work. Tell them, this is what I want. Make it happen. And they say, okay, type on the keyboard and it, it works. With slip space, it doesn't work that way. They have to teach the people the language of slip space. What knobs to turn, what knobs not to touch, things like that. It, and it's not something that's easy. But it's also kind of, in my opinion, it's a core of Halo. Yeah, it's going to be, that's going to be a tough one. That's a tough pill to swallow. Because I feel like there's going to be the impact of kind of what we're talking about, that missing that Halo feel. We're not going to mm-hmm. have that anymore. Switching engines. And it also kind of brings into question, like, how does Forge work? I mean, the closest analog that I can think of is Fortnite and Fortnite creative mode. And I know Duquesne loves Fortnite creative mode and he loves to forge Halo. So he'd be a good one to ask on whether or not is Forge implemented. But will it feel the same? Well, it will it, won't. Will it feel the No. Will it fa- feel the same as when it does in Fortnite? You know, or is it going to be different? The, that's the part we don't know because it's never been done. Right. If they can nail the Halo feel in the physics, then they'll be fine. That's going to be the I most I just don't think they part. can. And by no means am I an expert. Right. But I know enough to make myself dangerous. <laughs> and I really don't think it would feel right. I haven't touched the Unreal Engine is all as far as developing anything, but I know there's several projects that we could reach out to and have them on the show to talk about, okay, you've worked on your own project. What are your takeaways from what you've done as far as trying to implement? And it so might not might, be a bad idea to do it. Yeah. So we'll reach out to our friends in some of our projects, have them on, give an update on their project, and also talk about what a, what a move to Unreal would look like for, for Halo. And does that put them at risk? Because now <laughs> Halo would be using Unreal as an engine. Maybe all Unreal mods come to a halt at that point. But I don't know that they would. I, I don't know if they would either. It's just it's a it's one of those questions that you have to ask. I mean, they literally released the mod tools for the Blam engine. So sure. I mean, you can modify it. And they don't have a problem with that. So I don't think that, you know, I don't think that'll stop. I think that's part of the Halo community that they really don't want to mess with because they, they they've actually saved their bacon a couple of times. Yep. And last week's Forge Spotlight was all Halo 2 remakes. So <laughs> we, there's a lot of good ones in there. If you haven't gone and looked at it, depends if you want to drop a link. But yeah, last Friday was the latest Forge Spotlight. and. It's all Halo 2 stuff, which everyone loves Halo 2 maps. Well, I like the gameplay on the maps. <laughs> Is there some clarification you need to put in there? Well, they're not... the. I'm talking the original Halo maps. They're not exactly that aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> but they were good for the time. For the time, yes. Very true. There's a lot of people looking through rose-colored glasses on the stuff. Oh, sure. And Nostalgia is very potent. They need to, to stop. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm going to tangent for a second. 
<clears throat> there's been a lot of folks that have said, hey, 343, why don't you just remake maps? Because the community's going to go ahead and do it anyways. <laughs> and that's that's free development for the studio to have the community go and remake maps. I mean, look at the exactly. Damnation remake. It's like, okay. Actually, the Damnation remake, remake is actually an improvement over the original Damnation. Right. So it's like, you've got plenty of community foragers who will spend their own free time to make awesome maps for their game. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> like, why aren't you making remakes? Because you guys are going to do it for us anyway, so we're not going to waste our time. You guys are going to do it for us for free. Suckers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Honestly, I don't want 343 making remakes. I think a few are fine, because there are some remakes that definitely have different feels because of the engine, because of the new ability. Right. There are some maps, like the yeah, Battle Creek's one of them. I've never really liked any of the Forge-created ones. Blood Gulch, same. Well, like some of those, like between Halo 1 and Halo 2, the remakes were remakes enhanced because they added additional pieces right. to the maps. That's why I said Blood Gulch, not Coagulation. Although Coagulations, it... It has its moments. It has its moments. I still like Blood Gulch better. Personal preference. Yeah. I mean, you could, it's, yeah. And let's see, Reach was Hemorrhage? No, that was Reach. Yeah. I said Reach was Hemorrhage, right? Yes. Yeah. And then I forget. That one was just way too green. I'm sorry. That was the Reach Forge pal. That that was just that yeah. was just a Reach problem. That was <laughs> that wasn't the Forge problem. That was a Reach well, problem. Well, no, the Reach <laughs> Reach Forge problem was everything was gray. But then there was the green. It was the green map, the, or the blue water. But the, every other every other Forge map was gray. Right. <laughs> or then they then they mixed it up and made it gray with a red line, or a blue line. Just the, like the effects on on it is that what you're talking about on the individual pieces yeah you could change the color you know in the case red base blue base yeah which is a pretty cool feature yeah don't get me wrong it's it's for before it's time for reach's time it was a little bit of regression as far as coloring but the advancements they made in the rest of it made up pretty freaking sweet yeah yeah Reach customs I mean, are special. I mean, just the addition of snapping. Snapping, <laughs> rotation. Yeah. Anyway. Same game type. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I forgot to mention about this article is the move to, or the fact that it sounds like there wasn't any development on any future campaign DLC for Infinite. And that goes in part with the direction of looking to support the live service functionality and the forge functionality within infinite. I still, yeah, I'm going back to pre-launch marketing where they talked about infinite being a 10 year game being halo for the next 10 years. I just don't see that without some type of PVE addition. Same. I mean, as popular, and yes, Halo 5's multiplayer was popular. It fell off sharply. But the thing with Halo Infinite is we we know how trouble development was up until release. 
I mean, yeah, it could have on the books long term been like they wanted to have a ten year plan, but they probably didn't have anything to enact that plan up until launch. Like heck, even <laughs> with the addition of the custom game browser and Forge, I mean, they've come out and said that they can't really work on anything else until they get a lot of these underlying game engines fixed, and that's what all their focus well, yes, was diverted I, to. I understand so, that. But to assume that there was no plan for campaign expansion just baffles me. Maybe I misspoke. There was no active development on any campaign. I know there was stuff. no development. I'm talking about what they had planned. There's probably some whiteboards. Nobody stuff. in that studio knew that was actually working on the game. And with the way Infinite launched, a lot of that said, okay, well, this is what we wanted to do. We're going to put it over here. And now we got to work on this. Everybody's got to work on this, which is fair enough. I mean, I understand 343 did not launch a good game when it came to Halo Infinite. Was it still fun? Oh, hell yeah. I enjoy the hell out of it. Bugs and all. Do they get frustration? Yes. Especially when I get shot through walls. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I can understand that. if I was like next to the opening, but when I'm like two feet away from it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, that, that's the part of the blame engine I wish they didn't take out. That part of the networking code, that, that could have stayed in there. <laughs> the new networking code that they have in here kind of is not, not that great. I don't know. The old networking code had its own issues. True. I feel like the ones in Infinite are a little bit more apparent or obvious or well i think i think that's got a lot to do with the infrastructure it runs on too the actual servers it runs on but i mean mcc runs on those servers and they don't have that same problem Uh, i don't think they run on the same servers they're all azure based servers yeah i mean yeah the server code's different but they're still on the same platform yes they're on the same physical hardware but how one game talks to the server versus another game. Well, that's what I mean by netcode. Yeah. That whole part of the engine infrastructure, whatever. But like I said, we don't know. I'm sure there's additional reasons that they changed the netcode in relation to infinite. Sure. Whether it be the, it probably has to do with the call home part of it. I don't know. There was a reason. We don't know what it is. And that's that's the part. We don't know the reasons behind the decisions. We don't True. know who made the decisions. True. We know a lot of people got removed because of the decisions. Whether it was their fault or not, who knows? Like I said, I, I am truly sad to see all these people go. I am too. Because, well, for one, I've always wanted to meet them. And thanks to COVID, that pretty much took out my pretty, probably my only shot to be able to do it. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> right. Hashtag. But now I have no chance because I'm sure they're not going to show up at any con- conventions. Why would they? I mean, Frank or Kiki might, but the rest of them? Uh, I mean, old devs, they might be old there, but they're not going to be at the Halo booth. Uh, I mean, there's. At Worlds, there were several older devs that came by that weren't yeah. in the studio anymore, but they still came by. So, I mean, the the Halo community... Well, there's a difference between 
between coming by and being part. Sure. They're not going to be part, but they're still part of the Halo. So family. if I happen to show up at the same time that Kiki Wolfkill shows up or Bonnie Ross shows up, then I get to meet them. Sure. What are the odds of that happening? Pretty damn Fair small. Point. Fair point. And, and just to address the naysayers out there, they're like, oh, you guys are just a bunch of suck ups or whatever. It's like, no, we like for me, I got to know these people and like talk with these people like they're they got Halo to where it is today, whether it's in a good spot or not. And maybe things did need to shake up and maybe Halo. Will well, be let, me for re- it. let me rephrase that statement. Halo is here today because of those people. True. We would not be talking about Halo or even having a new game to play, albeit how whatever your opinion of it being good or bad or indifferent is, we wouldn't it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these folks that Yeah. Before you crap on. on all these people, remember that part. Yeah. Because of them, you have a game to complain about. Everything could have died with Reach. Yeah. But it hasn't. I do understand the frustration. I get it. And people are, as far as I can tell, on on the cooler side of things, pe- people that are frustrated with how things are and how things launch and 343 continuing to not hit the finish line. Yeah, I get the frustration. It makes sense that there's things out there that are not favorable. And we've talked about our own grievances with the game and things that we think were not done or should have been done. And change of the guard sometimes says helpful. It's <laughs> it's honestly going to be a wait and see. I mean, at least I'm actually more concerned now than I was before. Just because I don't know these people, I don't know their history, I don't know what they've done before. Well, I mean, at least there there's people that are head of the studio that's been with the studio for some time, and we know that they've been in the culture. They know what the culture is, and but everybody has their own idea on how things should go. Sure. Any, anytime there's a new management head, things are going to change. And That's, the last thing I want to see is another Halo 3. I get the concern there. I I don't see that happening. You know, I... I don't think with... People want to see Halo be relevant to today's gaming... To to the where the industry is today in gaming, and Halo Three yeah, is not. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, as they're we, already as we've speaking given, about they're already speaking about what they've done with Halo in order to become relevant with these other games. They have to copy parts of those games, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but they're already copying parts of these other games and they're getting castrated for it. It's going to be a question of what if it's in the Halo formula. And really, at one point, the folks that were at 343, back when the mantle was changed from Bungie to 343, there's that same thing of, okay, there's there's a whole bunch of new leadership in here mixed in with some old leadership. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen. So we've been here before, technically. And yes, we, we, have. we got through it. And, and yes. I When they announced 343... I was just as concerned then because I did not know these people. I had no history with these people. I knew Bungie because I'd played CE. I'd played Halo 2. I'd played Halo 3. 
I played Reach. The the risk is there, but the reward potential is also there. It is, but it's still not going to make me not be concerned what's going to come out sure. of the studio next. Sure. And the only time's going to tell with that. Yeah. I mean, so, for a while, it's going to be infinite. Which is, I think, a good move. Yeah. According to what was reported on. If they're focusing on actually producing live content and getting the live service that they promised for infinite up and running and doing seasonal content, then yes, that's a good short-term goal. And I think that's a very smart move on 343's part to focus on, hey, this is our current title. People are floundering. Let's give them something to still come in back to Halo with. So mm-hmm. supporting Forge and supporting the live service model, yes, I think those are great short-term goals that the studio can, what's the term I'm looking for, capitalize upon and get the Halo fan base at least something to keep coming back to. And take this time now, so it's a massive reset, everyone's like, okay, going to swallow the hard pill, and if, if we're doing the reset button, then we're doing the reset button. It's going to be a while before things come out. But maybe this is the time to like, okay, let's have infinite, Let's get that rolling. <laughs> it gives people a chance to kind of like just ease into a, a steady state and maybe like just take a step away for a little while. Like maybe that's what some people need. I know for me, Halo is one of those things that I'll play with friends most of the time if I get invited to it and I'll, I'll hop on and play. So I'll still be playing it. I don't play it as much as I used to because of life stuff and because, you know, adulting. Right. But I still enjoy it. Yeah, I used to... I I, I would spend hours every day <laughs> playing Halo multiplayer or campaign or whatever. I still go back and do challenges for MCC so I can unlock stuff. And I still want to go back and finish those achievements, too. Mm-hmm. Got those 18 achievements. Just 18. 18, 12? 12. Got all the laser ones plus five. So that's 13. Got 13 achievements to get in MCC, and then I got that 100%. Yeah. I know. I, I just want to get there. That's, that's just it. I don't know that I'm going to make it. <laughs> Although I have thought about, and I stole this idea from someone else, turning all the skulls on, and I do mean all the skulls on, and playing through the campaign. On Infinite or MCC? On MCC. Not Lasso. I mean every single skull that's available for each game. Just to see what it's like. I'd probably start on like normal or easy just to see what it feels like. Are you talking about an Infinite or are you saying like if you had all the... No, an MCC. Oh, okay. I already know what... It, I already know what... So just doing ASO, not Lazo. Just, just all, all skulls. skulls on, or Ezo, <laughs> easy all skulls on, <laughs> or Nazo. Well, not even that because the all skulls on moniker, it it doesn't include doesn't blind, give yeah. you. It doesn't allow you to use any of the skulls that benefit you. Oh, right. I literally right. mean every single skull that is available well, for Halo. Two, there's some that are beneficial. Well, yeah, there are. In all the games, there's 
skulls that are beneficial. No, but I mean for the for the Lazo mode. Well, yeah, not really. There's there's more things against you than there are helping you. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it, Black Eye is a helpful skull. If you can make use of it. And then you got the one that makes I, I am not somebody that can make use of it. <laughs> it's all about timing on that one. It's all about timing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not engagement. saying I'm not saying you don't have anything, but you don't have very much. Sure. Like you don't have Grunt Funeral. You don't have the Scarab Gun. You don't have Bandana. You don't have uh, what's the new one that makes you fly? Acrophobia. Ac- acrophobia. Just you know, I'm kind of curious. No, I, I I see what you're saying now. I got you now. What what do you think about Tatanka, the whole Battle Royale thing? Honestly, I think game? that if it comes out as its own game, I don't have a problem with it. I think that I think that's actually a good move. Uh, honestly, I do too. And yeah, you know, I said this from the very beginning. I mean, I wouldn't mind I it hooking it deserves into to be its own game. So I've been playing a little bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, which is the new Call of Duty. I'm sorry. I just play the DMZ mode. I'm not playing the Battle Royale mode or anything else, but it's just I had other friends playing it, so I just tried it. It's actually kind of fun. But even if we had the Battle Royale separate, you could still tie it in and like the different game modes in Call of or Call of Duty are they have some like cross progression as far as like your character, but the modes yeah. themselves are kind of isolated. So like I said, I'm not saying it can't be tied in with Halo, yeah. but I think I think it would do better as a standalone game than it would be as to part of Infinite, like in a you know a game mode you select in the menu of well, Infinite. Yeah, so I'm like thinking if you have Infinite, you have the main menu where it's campaign, multiplayer, theater, customs, whatever. Have a new entry in there that's like separate from campaign or separate from multiplayer. That's specifically for. You mean MCC, where it actually launches another game? Does it do that? Does it do that? That's for what Halo MCC 5? does. Oh well, that's that's launching an engine within the game. That's not exactly the same, but I mean, like I said, I think kind of like the Halo Channel, where in the Halo my Channel opinion, can launch the different game. It would be advantageous for them to have it its own standalone game now i'm not saying they can't tie that game into infinite i mean in a way if you had it like a separate infinite if it was infinite in separate mode that actually bumped the infinite numbers up (laughs) i don't know if that really matters to microsoft but having a it would also i I don't know you really don't know how it's going to affect the rest of matchmaking either way I mean, it's, it's it's just on a different. Like I said, uh, either way, it's going to hurt. It's a virtual. Separ- it's going to hurt. Logical it, separation it would at that help point. Infinite's population overall, but it would hurt Halo's population in other playlists. Not really, because if people wanted to play those playlists, they would just be on Infinite instead of Tatanka. It's like okay, you're launching. One I'm game talking if the if the mode is built into Infinite. See, we're talking about two separate things, and you're not listening. <laughs> I don't know if we are. You want it to be part of Infinite as far as how to launch it, correct? Yeah. Okay. 
That's basically what MCC does. Granted, it launches a game engine. It's different in that way. But MCC basically has an interface that launches the individual instances of what you want to play. Yes. So, okay, yes. By that logic, yes. What I'm talking about is having a completely separate standalone game, which you have to launch to play, just like you launch Infinite. But why couldn't you just have it in Infinite? I'm not saying you couldn't. I'm not saying you couldn't. I don't think that would have any negative impact on experience. Other than I'm not talking about experience. UI is just not that great, but yeah, well. So yes, maybe in that case, yes, let's have to talk and be separate so we can have a better UI experience. I just, yeah, it's no. I think that would be cool. I've I've been the proponent for. I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool. Um, I know not everyone's a fan of it. I know. Having a separate game would probably appease those that don't want to see it at all. I think you have two great use cases for it. Either be an ODST, Battle Royale type mode, or a Spartan. I mean, you look, read the books, you're mostly there with some of the encounters that you have in the books. So, Like I said, I just think Make it rated the ba- game. a Battle Royale would do better as its own standalone game. You, you could make it a... Rated M game with different factions in there. You could have insurrectionists. You could have. As much as we want it, it's not going to happen. One can hope. Because they don't want to cut out that that teen rating. That tween audience. Which a sizable chunk of. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Like I said, as long as they have mama's credit card, it is. I mean. Parents have been letting their kids play Halo as rated M game for a while. But they can't directly market it to those kids. True. I I think it's a stupid reason, but... It is a stupid reason. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I want the old Cortana back. I want to see blood and guts and whatever. Because I know it's a video game and it's fake. There's a lot of folks that want that out there. Main player base for GTA is under 18, and yet it's a rated M game. Uh, Yeah, I understand that. A lot of games are like that. Just because it has a teen rating doesn't mean, or it has an M rating, it means that people under age are not going to play it. You know, I don't know what they're smoking if they think that. It's all in marketing is the only reason. (laughs) It's the only plausible reason. Halo collectors in chat says, I want Project Hagar. It's like, yeah, there's several of us that want Project Hagar. That'd be cool. Uh, A couple of folks did respond to our podcast topic in Discord, so we'll read those real quick to wrap up this discussion. Pins writes, I read the the article a few times, and the starting from scratch comment to me indicate the studio was starting over again from scratch, which is not that far out to believe with as much of the studio has been gutted. Makes sense. As for the talk about a reboot of the story franchise of Halo, I am treating that as a rumor until I hear specifically from 343 on that topic. I can understand having to rebuild the studio, this time with solid management and everyone pulling in the same direction. Yeah. Uh, I can understand the idea of moving to a more industry standard like Unreal instead of something in-house to open up the game to more talented developers, but pulling what Destiny did to, what Disney did to Star Wars? Nope, do not want Despite what some members of the community have said, there is no need to toss everything out and start over again. I think if there is one thing that 343 has done well is the storytelling. 
uh, extended universe specifically. The gaps and incongruencies that are there have enough room around them so that they can be explained in a thoughtful way that is not retconning. The creative story arc is what comes to mind first. Uh, yes, Halo Collector Kiki left uh, per her own LinkedIn update. Uh, back to Sal's comment. I am not blind to the mistakes that 343 has made since they took over stewardship of Halo. There have been some really big losses that 343 has put on the board. MCC release, Halo 5, and Infinite's lack of content upon release, not being able to earn Chief's Armor Infinite, and not being able to support a life service model. Does life service model of Infinite being some of them? But at the core, what we have is good. The bones of Infinite are solid enough that you can expand on them just to throw everything away and start over would be a huge waste of time and effort for everyone who came before and the fans that are still here. With everything that has occurred, I don't blame anyone who has decided that Halo is not for them anymore. My fifth is a bit shaken as well, but I'm still hoping for the best. A reboot of the studio? Not the biggest fan of the idea, but it allows 343 to set a path and stick it to it moving forward all the better. A reboot of the franchise, meaning the entire story? That would make me question if I still wanted to be part of Halo. So I don't think they're restarting. They're not rebooting the story. I, I don't think you can do that with Halo. Just from... What I'm able to deduce from the article, it seems like it's just kind of a reset of the future direction of Halo. And if the article is accurate, where there was kind of a split camp between continuing to work on the Blam-based engine versus going over to something like Unreal, um, if that was as, as much of a divisive point as the article made it seem to believe, then there was definitely a lack of unity in certain parts of the studio, which probably led to some of the <laughs> impacts that we saw to the development of Halo Infinite. And there there were definitely some early on issues of Infinite's development, for sure. Uh, Fuchs' comment, <clears throat> I don't think we'll actually know what it means or how accurate it is for quite some time. Even with Shreer having a better than average track record, real clear-eyed stories of what went down during trouble at Game Studios has always been a matter of years after the fact. Well, <laughs> because they, they won't talk about it and won't ever talk about it, so... They have to rely on insiders. Well, look or, at the article that was put out for uh, the Bungie era games. The Vice one. How many years was that after Bungie stopped development on Halo? Yep. Yeah. It, it's a it's a safe assumption. I think think that there are definitely development struggles, and three for three even admitted during Infinite that yeah we we've got some issues. Obviously, they're not going to give us all the dirty secrets going on during development, but they're at least open to some of them, which kind of probably would indicate that, yeah, there's other bigger issues that they probably aren't talking about. If they're talking about these smaller ones, uh, going on back to Fuchs comment, but how much of the problems were due to leadership from three for three or mandates from Microsoft or specific people, etc. It's just impossible to really know from an outsider perspective. And I think the people who have attached all this animus to Kiki, Bonnie and Frankie are going to be sorely disappointed when things don't magically change if they aren't there. Case in point, Kenneth Scott and Brian Reed's departure didn't lead to the magic land those who bitterly complained about them promised. A studio is bigger than the people in the teams. That's true. Leadership does have a does have a pretty big play in that. We won't know what the impact of Bonnie, Frankie, and Kiki is to that effect probably for quite some time. Uh, I think a lot of folks are confident in Pierre at this point. He's been at the studio for some time, which helps with his position and it'll be interesting to see what goes on from here. Fuchs goes on to say, if you assume everything in, 
and the report is true, though, I don't assume anything will improve. 343's biggest issue, in my opinion, is how much they have been a reactive studio, ping-ponging from extremes based on the invective and angry feedback, and as a result, haven't really pleased a ton of people. Dumping everything and starting over is arguably the third reboot of the series has had under the, their stewardship, and at least in a story basis. Switching to Unreal, as long as they keep the Halo feel intact, shouldn't really matter to players. It's definitely the trend for many studios these days to use common ones rather than in-house, and there's obvious benefits to that. If the report is accurate and Slipspace major changes were a major reason for the lack of content as it was an inflexible tool, then the fault ultimately lies in whoever decided that they would need to gut and revamp the Halo engine massively, which clearly it needed even Bungie's own issues with Tiger, but still didn't end up with a clearly better product than what they had, and that's a massive failure. Perhaps the most frustrating thing to see at places like our Halo and the like has been the comparison to Bungie, as if Bungie hadn't had massive engine issues of their own, especially with Destiny 1. Technical debt and legacy spaghetti code is a huge issue, and 343's issues aren't unique. Feels like a lot of the discourse is designed around dumping on 343 without any comparison to the wider gaming industry. That last paragraph is a very true statement, Fuchs. <laughs> Seems like I've heard something similar that similar to that before. Yep. This is not a unique problem to 343. A lot of people like to, to dump on 343 for mishandling Halo and saying that 343 killed Halo when clearly no, they're they the just, ones keeping it alive. The only reason they dump on 343 is because their name isn't Bungie. I think it's, That's the only reason. That's not the Because if they actually looked at what Bungie did, they would be amazed that Halo 2 even exists. <laughs> Halo 2 was made in, what, 10 months? Yeah. I, Bungie is not the god of Halo. God, I'm surprised these people are dead. Bungie, With the development the cycle of Halo 2 and Halo 3, there, just from the stress. I mean, take a game, a three-year game, and, and totally redesign it in 10 months. Yeah, sure. You go back to that Vice article, people's healths were in decline, people's families were decimated over this game. I mean, people loved Halo 2. At what cost to folks that made the game? And, again, not trying to downplay anyone's issues with what 343's put out, whether you don't really enjoy the story or the multiplayer. I get it. Things aren't going to be for everybody. But there's, there's got to be a point at the end of the day where you say your piece. If you don't like it, go play something else. You don't have to completely drag people down with you because Halo isn't the way that you exactly want it. But I get it. There, there's things that we don't like of, mm-hmm. of Halo Infinite. We don't like the customization that came out of it. We don't like the fact that there is no campaign DLC because we were expecting this 10 year plan. It's like, okay, this is cool. We're on Zeta Halo. It's a very lore heavy Halo in the Halo universe. We've got no way forward. Yeah. <laughs> we're not happy about that. Do you see us chanting 343 kill Halo? No. And we're choosing to enjoy a game because hey, it's a story. It's a multiplayer that we kind of like and we're okay with that. We're not telling you how to feel about Halo, so don't tell other people to just dump on Halo and say Halo's trash, Halo's dead, Halo's blah 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 blah. Clearly, it's not because people are paying it, playing it, and we've got how many? 
We've got like 11 different Halo podcasts talking about it. We've got 50 to 100 content creators making YouTube videos about it. We've got HCS Grassroots. We've got dozens of people streaming Halo almost daily. Halo's certainly not dead. I blocked, well, removed from my YouTube feed today, just today, 11 channels that says 343 killed Halo. 11 channels. If your opinion is 343 killed Halo, then you've definitely got a perspective problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not saying it's okay to be... Or, I'm not saying it's not okay to be upset with what 343 is done with Halo. Not everyone's going to like it. Totally get that. We wouldn't be here talking about Halo if 343 didn't carry the mantle on, granted, with lots of issues along the way, to where we are now. We wouldn't have Halo if it wasn't 4343. Bungie was done with Halo after Halo 3. Microsoft forced them to make ODST and Reach because of contractual obligations. It was not out of the willingness and goodness of Bungie's heart to make either one of those games. And Bungie went out of their way to screw with the story in Reach. Yeah. Because some of the studio heads did not like the fact that there were books out there. So, for all the lore fans out there, like, <laughs> take a look in the mirror. Bungie didn't want the extended universe. They didn't want it. Yeah. In every single game, from CE to Infinite, you pick one. There's something I like. And there's something I hate. Everybody's God, Halo 3, great campaign. Worst multiplayer of the entire bunch. My opinion. If your opinion is different, okay, fine. You're not going to convince me either way because I played the game. Of all the Halo games, as far as multiplayer, Halo 3 is the one I've got the least time in. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yeah. Everybody's different. Halo Reach hated the... Well, I wouldn't say hated the story. I was severely miffed at the story because of all the redconning that Bungie did in it. Yeah. But it was a good story. They told a really good story. And I liked the multiplayer. Halo 4, loved the story. I, I mean, love the story. Halo 2 Multiplayer, and Halo three ODST are probably my favorite stories. Infinite's probably up there too. ODST, ODST and Halo 4 are in the top three. For I, I just can't put anything above CE story because that's the first story that was told. And it will always be at the top of the list. That was good. But Infinite's definitely in the top five. <laughs> oh. Sure, I would I would agree. And a lot of full lore folks probably wouldn't because there's a lot more they wanted out of Zeta Halo, but this is our first time on Zeta Halo. And who's not to say the next and that's, campaign, whatever it ends up being, I'm not, won't explore more. Yeah. I'm I'm still holding out hope that once they get the engine under control, that they can get it to a point that they can develop with it, that there is campaign DLC. It's a hope. Am I holding my breath for it? No. But it is a hope that it will happen. Yeah. I get it. So that's 
the main topic for the night. A couple of last minute things before we wrap up. The dual tacular contest uh, map submissions is uh, closed. They are working on cataloging all the maps and starting judging this weekend. Looks like they're about to announce another contest. So for all the forgers out there, make sure you're paying attention. Uh, the next Halo Infinite event comes out on February 7th, which is next week. Comes with another free 10-tier event pass. Uh, this one is uh, another Reach-inspired one called Noble Intention. Maybe I can get rest of George's armor now. <laughs> You've seen their story, how their story ended with the fall of Reach, but Noble Intention event is taking us back to the very different time when Noble 4 was... Rosenda A344 and Noble 6 was Tom A293. That'd be interesting. Tashi put out a tweet earlier today saying that uh, because of some of quality life stuff coming, they're reshuffling the opening of HCS Season 2. The Charlotte Open is pushed back to next weekend, um, February 11th and 12th. And then the main qualifier will be February 13th and 14th. Uh, lots of uh, responses to this because um, folks having to change flights and things happening on Valentine's Day. And yeah, ma- major snafu on this one. So a lot of folks in the competitive scene are not very happy. Well, I can understand that. Last minute changes are not great. Especially when people have to fly <laughs> to places. Still cheaper than going to the Super Bowl. True. Our local news did a breakdown on cost. For the Super Bowl. To go to the Super Bowl from where I live. Okay. Ten grand. Is that with like That's tickets, hotel, the flight, cheapest driving? you could go. Yes. Oh my. That's the cheapest? That's the cheapest flight, cheapest hotel, as of the recording of the news broadcast. A ticket, which is $6,000. I'm sorry. The Super Bowl is... I'll watch it on TV. Overrated. (laughs) All of it's overrated. Professional sports are overrated. Yeah. Feel free to give me your point of view on it. They're all overpaid crybabies. Oh, I only made $6.7 million last year. I need 20. Meanwhile, the anyway, rest of, Mid- of America is like, I make $100,000 a year or less? Fuck! I would love to make $100,000 a year. I would love to break I'm, 75. I'm trying to hit the median. Maybe maybe 100 is a little bit over the median, but I'm trying to hit the median, and that's somewhere. I mean, if we average yours and my salary together, it might be around there, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. But yeah, I Super Bowl, very overrated. Yeah, I just got all my W-2s and looked at the totals, and I'm like, where the hell did all that go? Because <laughs> it sure as hell ain't my bank account. <laughs> Hill Collector said he's not a fan of the th- two factions that 343 brought in, the Prometheans and the Endless. I think they could have been done better. I think the yeah. potential for the Endless is there. Mm-hmm. I would be... I think it'd be interesting to see. They could take it anywhere, really, with the Endless, but there's obviously some flood relation in there. I mean, we saw the one, f- the single flood Silex 
Yeah, but all all Halo installations keep a flood, flood sample yeah. for research. Right. But that's the problem. They keep getting out. <laughs> anyway, there's uh, Prometheans. I feel like they could have been done better. I think the stories yes, that the Prometheans told, could have been done better. They're kind of eh to fight. What they did with the Endless and Infinite, yeah, it's kind of short lived. We didn't get a lot of meat, but the potential is there. I think. I would like to see them take the Endless further. I would love to see some culmination. Say, if Halo Infinite's the beginning of this new saga, this soft reboot of the story and whatnot, I mean, it's still carrying on the narrative. We we got the tie-in from Halo Wars, now with Halo 5, and now all that's merged in together. So the storyline is still very much strong and going in a direction, which is good. I think the way they did that in Halo Infinite's campaign, A-plus on that. I Yes, please. Um, the Endless... Throws a little curveball, but there's so much you could do. Like, you could piece this together with the Prometheans, Foreigners, and the Endless and the Flood. I mean, this could be some massive culmination at some point down the road. Like, probably not quite this level, but in-game Infinity War level stuff could happen with this potential. At least I, I, think I see it's a potential interesting. For it. I think it's interesting that the Forerunners actually took them as a threat. It took everything we had back in olden days to fight the Forerunners to a stalemate. Mm-hmm. Because we were while from the fighting flood. the flood as well, right? So the fact that they think they considered the Endless a threat that needed elimination—that tells me a lot. I think, if done correctly, bringing that faction into the series could make for some really fun gameplay. Although they need to tone down the teleportation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't make for good encounters. I've never liked the teleportation mechanic. Ever. In any game I've played. Give it some Especially kind of cool at that down. frequency. Yeah, it needs to have some kind of cooldown. That was, that was one of the tougher Halo battles I've ever had. The magic missiles, yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, it makes sense in the lore of the, of the Halo franchise, the but only it's thing still I really think, not a yeah, very good play. The only thing is. I really think they needed to do with those is make them stand out more. They kind of just appear you know they needed they need some type of calm trail or you know some type of physical form because it's like the first time you get hit you get hit by him where the hell did that come from is there another enemy that i'm getting shot by yep you get shot over here and then they teleport over here and then you get shot over here it's like wait wait what anywho depending on how they go with the story you could bring so much of the halo universe to culminate at some point. You could bring in the Arbiter and the Elites back in. That that whole alliance. Like the rebuilding of humanity and civilization. Bring that in. Like, okay, there's a new infinity. Like Dr. Halsey's worked on uh, new and improved. Whatever, it's not going to be infinity, but whatever the next infinity class ship would be. Like, okay, there's a, there's a new one. Like, 
there's so much potential story-wise with Halo. And, I mean, maybe with this kind of reorganization, this reset, like, yeah, actually develop a 10-year story plan along with a 10-year plan of content for a live service. It sounds like, unfortunately, with development, I mean, you got COVID. <laughs> Penn says, Infinity has a sister ship Eternity. Be interesting. You might be right. Anyway, because, uh, you know, gov- governments typically, if you can build one, you can build two for twice the price. You mean two for three times the price? No, that's four. <laughs> I think there's potential. I, I really do. If, if, and I think Halo Infinite's development was played by partly COVID. And it sounds like just poor decisions by leadership that like if, if the supposed rumors are anything to go by that there was back and forth of what to make Halo infinite up until like a year or two before we got the first E3 look at it, then yeah, lack of direction and is is a major impact to that kind of thing. One thing that I've learned in the last couple of years is having people work from home isn't all roses because they don't have that leadership watching them. And I don't mean like spying just in the area. Depends on the industry. Like I said, it's not across the board. It's just, I've noticed that certain things just don't work very well. And when you're talking about development of something, we kind of need that physical interaction. You know, well, we need to be dev, in that sa- the same room with these other people. Well, for game not on dev, a Zoom you need, call. You need that. I mean, one part of it is you you generate builds. You need that build real time to stream it from a central server home. You don't have the same kind of mm-hmm. infrastructure and tool set at home that you do in the office so for game dev yeah that's definitely one big part of it, it um, well, for, for a team part, like the part i'm seeing is i think that's part of the management breakdown not all of it i'm just that's part of where things can kind of go awry i can see how for game dev it's a bit different for I mean, we're not talking tech support here. No. Where they run a script. But you still have a lot of different pieces. Probably, as you're developing something, you can swivel around, look at a screen, and as you're kind of tag-teaming back and forth, you probably, you definitely don't have that in the working-from-home environment. You don't have nearly as many monitors or as powerful PC or or whatever. Well, no, it's more the, the, the personal side of it. No, I, I get what, yeah. when you're, yeah. When you're trying to be creative, sometimes you just need somebody to bounce someone off, something off of, and you don't want to have, Oh, is he available on zoom? Oh no, he's <laughs> offline right now. If he's sitting right behind you say, Hey, what do you think about this? Efficiencies are definitely lost there. Yeah. And I, th- that, I think that hurts the overall development as a whole. If COVID had not happened, I am sure we would have a different game than we do. Would it be perfect? Probably not. 
don't know if it would have a different game versus more of a maybe more feature complete. Like I said, as an overall package, we'd have a different game to play. I mean, it'd still be infinite. It'd still have the same content. It would just play different. We wouldn't have to have all these, uh, you know, all this redevelopment of things, rebalancing of weapons, making content for the season passes, all that stuff. It would be, I sh- well, I shouldn't say different game, different experience. That's probably a better, better description. Would it be what everybody thought it was going to be? I don't think so. Because I think there were some other underlying problems that weren't related to COVID, but I couldn't tell you where those problems originated. They were definitely exacerbated by COVID. Like I said, I think a lot of the issues they had, if they were all in the same building at the same time, would be less of an issue. In other words, it would have got caught faster. And like I said, COVID is just part of the problem. I'm not blaming it all on COVID. Right. There was obviously some... Choices and... Choices and incorrect communications that were passed between people that led other people to think things were fine when they really weren't. So... Then I'm sure there was some pressure from above coming down. (laughs) Like, why haven't you got this game done yet? You know, it's the perfect storm. Yes, it is. But we'll still be around. Mm -hmm. We're not going anywhere. We're we're still going to be. At least until the community pisses me off to where I just disappear. Or I win the lottery. Then I probably will disappear for a while. (laughs) I guess I ought to buy a ticket if I'm going to do that, huh? That might be always a catch. That might, that might be helpful. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, thanks for coming on by for those in the Twitch chat tonight. Uh, Thanks for downloading for those of us, those of you that are listening to us via Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a tough time that we're going through. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of uncertainties. If the Bloomberg article is, is accurate, then we've got, probably quite a while before next developments of kind of what the next step of Halo is going to be before we hear anything about that. Sounds like good things ahead for Halo Infinite, the live service, Forge features. Aside from just the kind of change up in management, which obviously has a lot of folks kind of just in an unknown state, which is makes sense. Seems like the directions are all going in a good direction. Again, time will tell on how things pan out, but it seems like the shakeup is causing some things to happen. seems like most of the community is happy about the direction that things are going in. (laughs) There's been a fair amount of community that hasn't been very happy with the way 343 has done certain things. So hopefully we'll see some change and there's still going to be people that aren't going to be happy, but hopefully with feedback with patience, with support from us to the studio. Can't emphasize that enough. We need to to still support the studio, even though we may not agree with some of the directions. We still got to support them somehow. If we care about their success, we're, we're in it for the long haul, at least for now. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all tomorrow for Fragon Friday. For those that join us, 
And for those that I are promise podcast, I won't break my internet again. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pod Tackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtackler.com, and join the community on Discord at podtackler.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs> <laughs>